whether you're on your way to work, slipping into the tub after a long day, or just don't feel like getting off that couch, get comfortable. It's time for the steamy parts. Marlowe is a pickpocket, a housebreaker, and a better actress than any professional on the stage. She runs with the Coven Garden Cubs, a gang of thieves living in the slums of London's Seven Dials. It's a fierce life, and Marlowe has a hard outer shell. But when she's alone, she allows herself to think of a time before, a dimly remembered life when she was called Elizabeth. Maxwell, Lord Dane, is intrigued when his brother, a hired investigator, ropes him into his investigation of the fiercely beautiful Hellion. He teaches her to navigate the social morass of the ton, but Marlowe will not escape so easily. Instead, Dane is drawn into her dangerous world, where the student becomes the teacher, and love is the greatest risk of all. This is Earl's Just Wanna Have Fun by Shana Galen. And now, for the steamy part. As she'd hoped, he lowered his mouth to hers and kissed her. She might have felt vulnerable and a little frightened if he hadn't kept his kisses light and teasing. There was nothing hurried in him. He acted as though they had all the time in the world. It did seem as though time had stopped somehow. Hours or days might have passed, and she didn't care, because she was in his arms. His lips skimmed her neck and down to her shoulder, and she felt more spirals of warmth spin through her. Dane, she sighed his name, and he lifted his head. My name is Maxwell. She blinked at him, her head altogether too fuzzy to make sense of his words immediately. I can hardly call you Maxwell. She said his name in an accent the Queen might have used. I doubt you'll be saying much of anything in a few moments. But if you must scream my name, you may use Max. My good friends call me that. You have friends? Stop talking. He lowered his mouth to skim his lips down her arm, teasing the inside of her elbow and she had no trouble obeying his order. But when he took her hard nipple into his mouth and suckled, she could not stop herself from crying out. She arched her hips and for the first time felt that hard length of him. It was not an unpleasant sensation feeling it press against her intimately, and she gripped his hips and held him in place. You are killing me, he said against her, his breath making her skin pebble but I am determined. Determined? she asked. Her voice sounded like it was from a dream, almost as though it belonged to someone else. To give you pleasure. And then his hand slid from where it cupped her boobies down to her belly and even lower. He lifted his body and his erection was replaced by the warmth of his hand. He cupped her, stroked her. She could not stop herself from squirming. His fingers moved expertly over her heated skin, and she forgot to be embarrassed about where he was touching her. May I? he asked. 
She had no idea what he wanted her permission for this time, but she nodded vigorously. His finger slid inside her and she bucked at the invasion. She hadn't known that was the sensation she was looking for, but she stopped squirming and waited for what he would do next. Her body seemed to be coiling, anticipating. He slid out of her and pressed his finger up and over a most sensitive spot. She had not even known it was there, but when he circled at, she cried out. Max, shall I stop? I'll kill you if you do. His finger slid into her again, this time two fingers, and his thumb worked the little nub. She should have been embarrassed that her hips would not stay still on the bed, but she did not care. There was something more she wanted. Something very, very good at the end of this. He slid in and out, his thumb never ceasing its work, until finally, an intense heat crept from her belly into her legs and exploded. Her entire body was racked with tiny sparks of the most delicious sensation. She threw her head back and allowed herself to enjoy it, gripping the material of his greatcoat so she might hold on to something and anchor herself. Slowly, so very slowly, the sparks faded, leaving her drowsy and heavy with pleasure. Dane was smiling down at her. You have the biggest grin on your face. Did you know about that, she asked. About orgasm? Yes. You didn't? She shook her head. I can see why everyone is so eager to swive, if that's how it feels. He chuckled. I would tell you it's not always like that, but it would be purely self-congratulatory. I hope I'm not so vain. Must I answer that? Please don't. His face grew more serious. I don't want to stop, but... She put a finger over his lips. Then don't. Aren't you going to take off any of your clothing? He stood and she watched as he tugged at his neckcloth, his coat, and finally managed to pull a shirt over his head. Now she understood why he'd wanted more light. She had seen his chest before, seen that hard, defined ridges and planes, and she wanted to see it again. Even more, she wanted to see what lay under his trousers. He sat, pulled off his boots, and she summoned the strength to sit, too. She ran a hand over his back, liking the way the smooth skin felt under her fingertips. There was so much strength in him. She bent and kissed his broad shoulders. He turned quickly, surprising her, and claimed her mouth. His kisses were no longer playful and teasing, and if she hadn't had the most wonderful, what did he call it, orgasm earlier, she might have been afraid. But she knew what to expect now. She knew what was coming, and she kissed him back with all that she had. He groaned, and instead of retreating, he deepened the kiss, taking her breath and leaving her panting with need when he broke away. He stood, unfastened his trousers, and slid them off. She couldn't stop herself from looking at that part of him that so fascinated her. 
She'd never seen one aroused, and it looked quite large and quite hard. Can I... She reached out a hand tentatively, then looked into his face. Can I touch it? Please. His voice was low and harsh. She extended one finger and slid it over the tip. It was smoother than she'd anticipated, and velvety. She pressed two fingers against him and ran them up and down the length of him. He was warm and alive, and he moved in her hand. Like this, he said, wrapping her hand around himself and showing her how to stroke him. She did as he showed her, and his breathing grew rapid. She watched his face, intrigued at the effect her strokes had on him. And then suddenly he gripped her hand. Lie back. He'd asked her permission for everything thus far, and the abrupt order caught her off guard. She did as he asked, though. Now would be the moment he jumped on her. But he stood looking down at her, hands clenched. And then, with deliberate slowness, he slid his body over hers. The feel of his skin against hers made every single inch of her come alive. Every part of her warmed and sparked and cried for his touch. Yes, she murmured, running her hands up his naked back and loving the feel of his skin under her fingertips. She could feel the hard length of him between her legs, but he didn't push into her. Instead, he kissed her again, his mouth surprisingly tender on hers. She kissed him back, eagerness and need warring within her, and he matched her passion with his own. His hands were everywhere, stroking her, arousing her, feeding her desire. And then... His fingers were on that small, sensitive spot again, and she bucked up, wanting more pressure. More of him. I want to be inside you, he murmured against her shoulder. His fingers still played her, and now her body knew the tune. Her legs slipped open and her hips arched. I want to make you mine, he said, his voice husky and low, his breath warm on her skin. Yes, I'm yours, she said, as the first stirrings of pleasure erupted where his fingers stroked her. Are you certain? Yes, pleasure slammed through her, even stronger than before. The tidal wave carried her over, and just when it seemed to peak, she felt him, hot and hard at her entrance. She could not help but push against him, and he slipped inside, filling her. More heat swirled within her, and she bowed back, helpless against the onslaught. I'm sorry, he whispered, and then he thrust into her. She felt the pain amidst the pleasure, but when she might have cried out against it, his thumb found her, and she cried out in ecstasy instead. Gingerly, he moved, filling her and retreating, and though there was pain, she was numb from the ebbing pleasure. She opened her eyes to find him looking down at her, and what she saw in his face made what little breath she had in her lungs whoosh out. He was being 
so gentle with her. His jaw was tight, his face strained as he strove to control himself. He didn't want to hurt her. He cared enough about her that he wanted nothing but pleasure for her. She tried to push away the feeling swelling within her. She tried to focus on the way he filled her or the last vestiges of pain when he moved. But despite her best efforts, she could not stop the wave of love from crashing over her. And when he came, murmuring her name in a voice so sweet and vulnerable, she closed her eyes against the sudden tears. He withdrew, spilling his seed on the bedclothes in an effort to prevent her from becoming with child. And that too made her love him. How could she not? And then when he gathered her into his arms, whispering apologies because she was crying, the last ice around her heart melted. She gave her heart to him, completely, knowing he could not help but break it.